Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? It's another episode of In the Crosshairs with uh, JD and Clay. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and that? I'll give the uh, folks a little background of what we've got going on each and every uh, Monday at 1230. I hook up with uh, a couple of the premier uh, sportsmen here in the area. We've got uh, JD and Clay with us. In the Crosshairs is the name of the program. And uh, we cover a variety of topics each and every week at this time. And uh, some really good topics we've got on hand this week, uh, including uh, pistols and bears. Uh, we're going to talk about U.S. Senator John Thune from South Dakota, who's introduced a merchant category code. Also, Native Americans living on tribal land will now have an easier time buying firearms. Plus, uh, the new government in Brazil is moving to roll back the surge in gun ownership in that country. Mm -hmm. So lots of great topics to uh, get to did we uh, did we get you clay or are you there with us bud i i believe we're back can you hear me now <laughs> yeah, yeah we got you we got you all right well hey listen it's uh, always a pleasure to have you guys on with me each and every week at this time so let's jump right into it i know we've got a half hour so uh, let's not spare any time pistols and bears now jd when you sent this to me i had to mm -hmm. do a little dig dig a little deeper into it now uh, recorded defensive uses of pistols against bears has grown by leaps and bounds over decades of research what does this research tell us jd well from what i can get from it jay is um not only um technology and pistols getting you know far far superior from what it was back in what they say the first recorded um effectively used for self-defense in the 1840s until now and, um, you know, of course, media, social media, everything. Um, it seems like every week now I'm seeing something about uh, of somebody defending themselves. I've just read a story yesterday, a guy, two guys defending themselves with a, from a bear attack, you know. Um, the, first, the earliest documented case was in um, California, Oregon border, 1890s, a 44 caliber Colt revolver. I'm not real familiar with old firearms, but I know 44 caliber is pretty big. That's probably Clay's speciality there more than mine. Yeah, it was a, it was a forty. Generally, they're forty-four forties, and the reason they went with that is they could put them both in a lever-action Winchester as well as their revolver. Okay. And there were several cartridges like that because, well, on the frontier, you didn't want to have to be looking for ammo or, or having two different calibers. Yeah, makes so, yeah, sense. Great. Makes sense. So yeah, for for um, from the eighteen nineties and nineteen sixties, um, they averaged one per decade, which you got to believe there was more than that, right? One per decade or one, somebody shoots a bear once in a whole decade with a handgun. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't believe, that's what I mean. I think it's, it definitely has to do with, with some of the, uh, the media. And from 60 to 69, there were six of them. The 70s, there were eight, 80s, there were eight, 90s, a dozen were recorded. And then once the World Wide Web comes out in 89, we go 2000 to 2009, there was 40, and from 2010 to 2019, we're up to 67. So, I mean, I think there's more people probably going into the woods now too, and you know, a lot of a lot of people going out uh, and and going on these trails and, and forests, national forests and whatnot, and they're feeding the bears more too. I mean, we've all seen the people getting out trying to feed animals, right? Yeah, and that's I think not maybe a good thing. they do that. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think people are trying, maybe they see bears and they, you know, they think well, bears are cute. I, I agree that bears are neat animals and maybe they want to feed them and, and bears come and eat people's food. And then they see some guys up in the mountains and think, Hey, these guys probably got some food and well, yeah. turns out they got a 10 millimeter or something on them. Say Clay, <laughs> yeah. 
Clay, does it give uh, the folks maybe a little more assurance that they've got a weapon of that caliber that they can, hey, you know what? I've heard that there's a report of bears in the area, in this area. Ah, that's fine with me. I can go up where in, you know, years previous, you probably thought, mm, I'm not going to go in that area now that I know that there's a report of bears. You know, there, there could be some of that. I, I've hunted in Wyoming quite extensively, even down in the Colorado. And the, my, my choice was always my Blackhawk Ruger in a 44 mag, or I'd even take the 454 Casol. Uh, I got a few bigger ones now that I'd probably take just to have reassurance. But that 44 Magnum, especially today in the availability of it, I think that probably does play into it. They feel more comfortable. You know, there are a lot of laws out there, though, when, you have, when you're doing a self-defense against a bear because they are so protected. Not as much on the black bear side, but especially on the grizzlies. And when you get into that Wyoming country, oh, when you get up there around up above Laramie and in through there, there are grizzlies up in there. And uh, when we go up there hunting and uh, if we were successful, you definitely had the meat pull and you definitely were on alert because it's kind of an eerie feeling. I've never seen one as far as stalking us but there were times that we felt like we were being watched it really was and uh, so yeah it, it, it probably makes a big difference and at the same time i was carrying a 44 mag lever action and for what reason because it shot both my pistol and my and in my rifle so uh, yeah. i was doing the same thing in modern day times I know I got JD, a buddy who's a big yeah. Go ahead, JJ. I was just I was just going to ask you, JD. How close uh, have you ever had a close encounter with a uh, grizz or a black bear? <laughs> no, I think one time I was skiing at Bridger Bowl. We might have seen one up on a mountain somewhere. But um, other than that, I was just gonna, I was going to say a friend of mine, like Clay, was kind of talking. Oh, here he is. He's a big mountain guy, and he goes up with his dog. And he said a couple times, you know, he hangs his meat up in the trees and his dog would just, you couldn't see past the darkness and his dog was just like, you know, laser locked on something circling his camp. And he said he was almost certain it was a bear. And, and, um, he's, he's a pretty brave, tough guy. And he said he was, he was, uh, he might've soiled his underwear a little bit there, he got a little scared, <laughs> which I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him can, one bit either. I can tell you this, we were out in Colorado hunting up around, up above Walden into that, um, basically that wilderness area. That one night we heard something rattling around in our camp and yeah, we both had our pistols drawn, uh, mm -hmm. the two guys that were with us. And I can tell you right now, that was an eerie feeling. We were very much relieved to find out that one of the horses got untied and we're just oh. <laughs> they were going through camp kind of, you know, mowing through yeah. stuff. So I actually, that was a relief. I didn't even care about the mess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bear had a 44 on him. So like you said, he, Clay, did. he said 44 yeah. mag. So it's, yeah. I, I'd, I'd definitely take a rifle 100% of the time over a handgun, but... Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, as as a last defense, of course, you got a pistol because, well, a pistol, mm -hmm. it, it's a close quarter, uh, I guess, gun that you uh, the bear yeah. would have to be within a distance, a certain distance. And, and if you're not right on and you got to be, you know, uh, one of two things, uh, dropping a, a load in your drawers... Or you got to be dead on with <laughs> with that pistol. Where would a guy, obviously a headshot between the eyes uh, to, to drop him? No. I mean, where, where, where no. do you shoot a bear if, with, with a pistol? Um, you're going to want to try to get into the chest or get into that chest cavity. You shoot a bear, even with a 44 mag in the head, you're probably just going to piss it off. The way their skull is sloped and it's so yeah. hard and so thick, it's actually pretty hard to kill a bear head on into the skull um i know every time that i went bear hunting yeah you always you didn't want to shoot them in the head um if you did you want to put it behind the ear but we i definitely went for the lungs and the heart when i did it because i don't want him coming at me i want him dead 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if it make a difference if you use like solid copper bullets instead of the leads. Could be, you know, maybe. I know big game hunters in Africa they use like solid, you know, solid um, projectiles that don't open up because of the, the no. thick skin and bones of that animal. So maybe that's the difference with a bear. And you know, I'd also add that maybe a lot of people who do shoot bears and have over the years when they were out doing something, you know, if you hit them, some of them, you know, they'll take off and go away or they just don't want to get in trouble. Like Clay said, mm-hmm. um, they thought they were going to get in trouble if they shot it and just never told anybody or they hit it and the bear took off and died mm-hmm. somewhere. And they're like, I ain't going to look for that. You know, cause you always <laughs> hear the story of the wounded bear turning on you. So. I mean, I, I, I can tell my, you one thing. It's the slope of that skull that makes it so mm-hmm. difficult to kill yeah. them when you shoot them in the head and head on. And that's why you don't want to do it. it and I'm not saying it can't happen. But it's right. It's a lot. It's a lot better to take a different shot. My only thought is, uh, you know, the only experience I ever have of bears is what I see on TV. And if you see these bears, and of course it's always fictional Hollywood that this bear is running after you and he's coming mm-hmm. right at you. Uh, what is your recourse? I guess to let him get on top of you and then shoot up. I suppose if he doesn't knock mm-hmm. that gun off out of you. I, I guess uh, how else would you do that? You know. I mean, I'm, if it's me, I'm aiming for his head. I'm, Clay's maybe right, but I'm going to just yeah. mag dump it or get all the <laughs> shots mean, in the wheel gun right into his head. I'm, I'm going to go right about here as he's coming at me, if he's still on, on all fours, which they are if they're charging generally. I can tell yeah. you that a bear doesn't generally charge you. I've been bear hunting several times. I've even been around him when we've been elk hunting. I'm telling you right now, it, unless there's cubs around and it's a female, generally you're not going to get charged. I'm not saying it never happens, but... I have I have never been charged yet, and I've seen a lot of black bears uh, while we've been out hunting in like in the Rockies in Wyoming, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Never been charged. So, what would you rather have, Clay? Bear spray or a forty-four Magnum? Uh, forty-four Mag, fifty-eight. You know, all the good ones. Five hundred yeah. Smith and Wesson. Because <laughs> I've I've also read plenty of stories where people use a bear spray and that didn't work and they end up getting mauled. So I'm gonna I'm a, I would always carry a firearm if I'm going out in absolutely. bear country. I, I think you're. Absolutely right on that. Let's turn our attention to U.S. Senator John Thune. Now, uh, Clay, this is uh, right in your neighborhood, has introduced the Merchant Category Code Neutrality Act, which is legislation that would prohibit the IRS from auditing taxpayers primarily on the MCC used by their business. Uh, Break this down for us, Clay. Well, here, I don't know if you remember here, we actually covered it on this show one in the beginning was the credit card issue, and that's that little Mm -hmm. three-digit code. Well, not the three-digit, the uh, merchant code that each merchant is, a, is basically assigned, whether it's, you know, um, restaurants, retail sales, now firearms, they want to put that in and basically create a special one. Well, Senator Thune, and I know John pretty good, actually uh, helped him out on his campaigns when he was uh, first getting elected from South Dakota back in the day. And I can tell you that he's always been very pro Second Amendment. John doesn't waver much on the Second Amendment. Uh, he's probably one of the one of the better ones out there. So I'm glad to see him come up with this. And I think they're just getting a little bit uh, ahead of the issue before it actually takes place because they backed off of that. A lot of these these credit card companies and said, oh, no, we're not going to do it. I'm sure because they were hearing from their from their customers saying you do it, we drop your card. I know I was one of them. I already got rid of two cards because of it, Uh, Mm -hmm. even though they decided not to do it. Their history. I don't even want to go back to them because I know what they think now. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad to see this. Yeah, the the MCC or the Merchant Category Code Neutrality Act. Uh, Thune brought that up. Uh, it was, it's backed by Lawrence Keene. He's a senior vice president of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And I agree with them. I, one of the quotes he says is the IRS, this is John Thune, the IRS shouldn't have free reign to use audits to inappropriately scrutinize or intimidate back taxpayers 
due to the nature of their lawful business, including licensed firearms dealers. And that's absolutely correct. They're taking the IRS. They're going, they can't win. Like I said, that when they lose, they change the rules, uh, the <laughs> Democrats and the anti-gunners. It's, it's, and if they can't win in a, in a setting legislatively, they try to go regulatory. And I think that's what's happening here. And, I, and from what I'm seeing, you know, it's kind of new. I think they got quite a little support actually in the Senate because even mm-hmm. even your hardened Democrats in the Senate realize that you can't weaponize the IRS. I mean, you always got those on the far, far left that are going to be for it no matter what. But I think this has a lot of, uh, it has a lot of potential to pass. I know it would pass in the House, but uh, getting a veto-proof Congress, I'm not sure they can get that done. I'm pretty positive that Biden will veto it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a civil rights issue. Why should they be sniffing around uh, and um, what, you know, getting into your credit card, specifically digging down and then going after a company? Well, they did that with, um, I think, might become an Operation Choke Point. Remember that, Clay? Yes. And they go after the banks because they were doing business, lending money to, to gun manufacturers or gun shops. And, and they specifically target them just for that and try and find something to, you know, to, to punish them because they're doing business with the gun company, which is which is ridiculous. I, I'm, I hope this works. I hope the Democrats get on board. You know, Biden's, President Biden's always talking about, you know, your rights up there on state. Well, this is a chance to prove you guys are all about our rights, I guess, in my opinion. I think I'd add to that, that regardless of whether it passes or not, you, know, you and I talked about this on Wednesday's show, put it out there, put that legislation up, make them vote on it. Yep. Then you know which side each under, right. each rep, representative yep. is on. And Let's face it. The Senate has a has an uphill battle. There are people like Mittens Romney in there and, and crew uh, <laughs> that they're just never going to vote constitutionally. They don't now. Uh, they might have an R by their name, but they definitely are not constitutional. Right. So make them vote on it. Make them have a record. Make them take a stand on it. And I'm all for that. Whether you win or lose the the uh, battle, at least you're going to get a, an actual solid voting record on these people, so you can get someone to run against them. Well, Senator Thune has six co-sponsors and. Guess yep. what? Not one from here. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> and in, yeah. in in fairness, who knows if they were asked? Because right. uh, they're all we should. members He's next of door this, neighbor. Well, yeah, but they're all part. I think of the Senate Finance Committee, so maybe that's okay. just where John went. Okay. I know there's a lot of that that happens, and they they can still sign on. So as this works its way through committee, or even. Uh, to the floor they can still sign on to it so yeah now that i'm insinuating our senators are anti-gun because i don't believe they are but okay <laughs> yeah 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 no. all right well let's uh turn to where there is some bipartisan uh native americans living on tribal lands will now have an easier time uh, to purchase firearms under a new bipartisan bill that was introduced and uh jd what does this new bill do for uh, those folks that live on the uh, uh native lands Okay, what what it's going to do is they they can't use tribal licenses, tribal IDs right now to buy a gun, and it's D- Dusty Johnson. Hey, Clay's neighborhood again. Clay's yeah, Clay's guy down know. there, D- <laughs> Dusty Johnson, who it it, it uh, jointly sponsored by Mary Patola, a Democrat from Alaska. Um, it's classifying tribal IDs. Right now, their tribal IDs are an invalid form of ID to purchase a firearm. So it limits uh, tribal members' ability to obtain a firearm. Um, a foreign passport is accepted as a valid form of ID. A tribal ID should be no different. His bill would correct that. I, I couldn't agree with it more. You got all these other, the other things. Um, I mean, a, really, a, a travel ID works, but a tribal yeah. ID doesn't. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. I will add one thing to that. 
Okay. You know, they say that the uh, the Indian people cannot here on the reservation obtain a firearm, and that's not true. Um, not that I'm against this, but they can get a driver's license. They don't have to have a tribal one. They can get a state one. And, you know, we've always had this issue of uh, where does the sovereignty end and where does it begin? Does it end at the border? Does it Does it extend? Because I can tell you right now, as a resident of North Dakota, I have no rights in the tribal system as a state citizen. Uh, only the tribal members do. So, you know, you get into that conflict. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, to me, they, they are they're supposed to be part of the United States. So as citizens of the United States, they should have the same Second Amendment rights as you and I do. So, yeah, I'm not against the bill. Just it, it's, I can see where there's some issues, but when they say they can't get a firearm through, mm-hmm. the, through the channels now, it's not entirely true. Um, they can always get their state ID rather than tribal. So kind of like when we had the other issue with license plates back in the day. A tribal ID card, you can also use it for for boarding a plane and accessing federal buildings yep. and, and banks across. So I yeah, just I mean, don't see why that wouldn't be be able to use that for, for buying a gun. It's, it, well, it, it should be. Yeah. Just, I just, there's actually another point that they can do it now. Yeah, but there's, a, let's there's, make another, it, yep. there's another bill in the Senate that's coming up too. This Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, he's got one in the Senate. So again... Um, the anti-gunners who who claim to be for the little man, here, here comes your chance. Here comes your chance to, to give people the right to use their, their tribal ID to buy a gun. But, it's, you know, it's kind of like Clay yeah. and I talked about Wednesday about Biden administration is all about making marijuana illegal unless you're a gun owner and then you're, <laughs> yeah, then you're, you're a criminal. <laughs> so just to be clear on this now, uh, so native ID holders can only buy on the reservation or can they buy it off the reservation? Is that what we're talking about here? They'll be able to buy off. They'll be able to use it off. to fill out the 4473 and, and, you know, purchase just like you or I. And, and as Jamie was saying, and to that point, I think being they can already use it, like I said, to board a plane, they, I think they can use it for just about anything other Seems like it. than that right now. So yeah. to me, I don't have an issue with it, but they're, you know, I just, I, I don't like it when the, when the assumptions are taken, they say, well, they can't get them now. That's not true. All they mm-hmm. have to do is get a state-issued ID, which they can get. And they can actually have both of them. Um, it kind of goes like the voting thing. And they said, oh, you can't vote because you don't have an ID. That's not true. Who issues <laughs> a have... tribal ID? What's that? Who issues the tribal ID, the tribe or the feds? It be Standing Rock. Okay. Yeah, the tribe Well, does. here it'd be Standing Rock. It'd be the tribes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I have... I, I have an Indian ID myself, and when I went to uh, purchase my Henry 22 rifle, um, I could not purchase it because I did not have the correct address on my driver's license. Uh, so okay. I had moved a year previous, and yep. they said, uh, unfortunately, you cannot do it. I said, well, it's clear because all you have to do to update your driver's license is go online and say, I've moved, and now this is the current address. So the state has the current mm-hmm. address, but on the physical ID itself, ID. Uh, they wouldn't let me buy it. So I said, I have a tribal ID, and they're like, no, no, yeah, you can't, you can't use that. I was like, okay, hmm. well. And see, this would clear that up. You'd be able to, under this, you'd be able to use that now. Yeah. Um, okay. Still, you'd have to have your current address. That goes, the address thing goes actually yeah. to the to the 4473 form from ATF. Um, actually, if you don't have your current address on there, and, and you use a, a different address that matches your ID, technically, you just committed a felony under federal regulations through ATF. Mm-hmm. I don't so want to do that. It, it can get, <laughs> no, it can get pretty complicated that way. Yeah. Especially so. with the new form coming out. Well, I'm hoping this passes. So I am too. Yeah, I'm on it. It. 
All right, and uh, well, Brazil's new government is moving to mm -hmm. roll back the uh, surge in gun ownership through a variety of new mm -hmm. laws and reforms. That's including a limit on ownership. Clay, uh, what's this about? Now, Bolsonaro, uh, of course, that was a hotly contested election they had recently, where I think the uh, left uh, candidate he ended up winning. I forget his name, Lula or Lulo or something, uh, ended yeah, up defeating Lula's Bolsonaro. And yeah, and and what a what a contrast and difference. It's almost uh, like we see right here between Trump and Biden. You got now a guy in there who's a rabid anti-gunner versus uh, Bolsonaro was was pro-gun. I mean, he wanted to have people and have have firearms in their hands because he felt it made a safer Brazil, which it did. And now you got the new guy coming in here, and this guy, he uh, he basically he's declaring war on gun owners. And you know, unlike the United States, we're unique. We have a Second Amendment. We have 27 words that guarantees we may have firearms with and uh, with no infringement. No other country has that, including Brazil. And this is what happens when you get somebody in there who has a different ideology, and he's going after him hard. I mean, he's actually a very leftist leader. Um, there's a lot of things going on there. We had a we had a couple of video clips on our show uh, early on in this when when the presidential election took place down there. Our friend Marty Beard sent us from a couple of guys he knew. I'm telling you that it was not a good thing down there. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, it's a shame to see what's happened to, to Brazil since this new guy took over, but he's really going after uh, firearms and the firearms industry to the point that, you know, they want to register them or, or register them, which will lead to confiscation. You got Taurus, mm -hmm. which is a gun manufacturer down there. They're actually signing on with this idiot, uh, which is going to cost them. And it already has caused some issues mm -hmm. in the United States, Taurus of, of the United States. Uh, because let's face it, they're the same company, just a different affiliate. And uh, I think you're going to see some really bad anti-gun things coming down to the point that they're going to send they're going to send their military and cops after after normal everyday citizens. We still haven't heard from them two guys. Marty said he still hadn't heard from them mm -hmm. since yep. they went to Brazilia. Yeah. So some of the things um, Lula is doing here, uh, he of course he's reversed all these laws. Um, he wants to suspend new firearm registrations, change the maximum number of guns a person can own from six to three, and he says it's time to put your weapons down that should have never been wielded. Guns kill, and we choose life. Well, we've proved many times in our show, guns save more lives than they kill. So, and he is um, his presidential decree is that if you don't you go to you can only have three guns, right? And if you don't turn all your other ones in and have more than three, then you're subject to arrest. And I don't remember what the what the uh, the penalty is going to be. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. Oh, okay, here two to four years in it's prison along with a fine. So I don't think any yep. day in a Brazilian prison sounds very fun to me. But uh, no. I would say not a. Well, you know, well, yeah. we've watched this happen before. Uh, um, we can go back and great examples: Germany. What was the first thing Hitler did? He declared firearms and, and weapons illegal, and the first people he disarmed were who? Except for his guys. Except for his guys, yeah. <laughs> was the Jews, and we know how that ended. I mean, you cannot go in there and disarm your populace and not think that uh, you know the people then will lose their mm -hmm. they'll lose any rights they had, and that's what the goal is. I said well, except for his guys, because I'll bet you Lula's guys, guys aren't unarmed either. No, no, they they yeah. sure they're fully armed. <laughs> Wouldn't this uh, so, yeah. create more of a black market then uh, for Brazil? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, they got millions there. and millions of guns there. So under Bolsonaro, the, the um, gun ownership doubled from 1.6 million to, right. to three, over 3 million. And I get a, I get a charge out of this is, is they said um, they're running ads here about school shootings in the United States and ask if 
if that's what they want for Brazil. And <laughs> gun ownership's doubled in four years, and they haven't had a school shooting there. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know how, how that's going to work out for them. And, of course, in 2018, when Bolsonaro took office, crime started going down and gun ownership doubled. Well, no. They said it was because gangs made a truce. Well, okay, let's just say that's true. But gun ownership doubled and crime still went down. So it's still not the guns. It was the gangs who were committing all the crimes in, right? Not the guns. Yeah, it's a win. I mean, we, we, we win the argument, argument either way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're defeating themselves here. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, oh, well, guys, uh, thank you so much. Some great topics uh, covered up. Uh, what? Uh, let's talk about guns in the 701 weekly show. Mm-hmm. You've got a preview of what's coming up on Wednesday night. Yeah, I do, Jay. Um, actually, so we all remember the tragedy down there in Uvalde when that murder, murderer went in there and massacred all them kids and, and, and students. So the police down there, as everybody knows, sat by in the school, heard the gunshots. Guess what their excuse was now why they didn't go in there and do anything? Um, because the guy had an AR-15. That's what their excuse was. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if anybody remembers or, or paid much attention, the guy who stopped this dude took a, a pump shotgun from his barber and went in there and stopped it himself with no body armor or nothing. And yep. we'll have other stories about how people stop people with an AR-15 with a handgun or whatnot on there. And California freeway shootings have been skyrocketing, which I don't understand mm. how that's possible with all their great gun laws and gun control and you registries. And, utopia of California? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then something fun, I found um, a 1933 manufactured M2 machine gun 50 50 bmg is still in service today it's still being used wow. in service in our military from 1933 and of course wow. i have a few other things on top of that but well, yeah. a happy ending and the, the uh, second amendment bullet points yeah well, yeah and you can catch cool. that at uh 6 p.m mountain 7 central uh it'd be on our facebook page youtube channel and www.gunsinthe701.com and after that it'll be up on clay load that up on uh on iHeart and all the other podcast platforms. Then we'll be on Friday morning as well, Clayton, right? Yep. I get it loaded usually pretty easy unless, well, I'm in the heart of cabin right now. So if I get dragged down by uh, being up all night, it might be the next day. But, yeah, for the most part, I get it up there just about right after the show. Yep. And every Friday we're on Todd Mitchell, Mitchell in the morning at 840 a.m. KFY Radio. Clay, uh, before we let you go, how is cabin going down there for you? Well, it's going pretty good. Haven't lost any, uh, even with the bad weather and things we've had. Uh, it's been a challenge this year. Uh, I'm I'm about what 17% done already, and my my technical due date was only two days ago. So I guess I'm ahead of the game. But uh, we're we're getting some calves on the ground. We're dealing with the snow. Uh, still got one loader down, but we'll get that fixed. It's been a hard winter on equipment, and and we've had a ton of snow. So. I'll be very glad when it's all gone. I'll take the mud over the snow any day. Well, it doesn't look yeah. like nothing much is going to melt in the next two weeks. I don't know. Jay bought no. that snowblower. That wasn't helping us out either. So I'll, t- I'll tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> Go buy something else, Jay. Yeah. Go buy something else. We got to try something. I, I got to. I know. I know. I just We just can't get away from this cold weather. I mean, we got a little sprinkle uh-huh. of snow, not much of dusting mm-hmm. today, but... I'm telling you, this cold weather and my MDU bill, and here I see MDU wants to, uh, uh, they're yeah. asking to uh, do uh, a little increase once again. So, I, 12%, I, you know, big increase. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So, so speaking well, of guys, big, have you seen these big uh, snow banks in these parking lots around Bismarck? Yeah. Hey, these things are enormous. We got mountains growing here now. I saw yeah. that on your. I, ca- uh, on I your caught page. the video, yeah. <laughs> That's, if you want to climb a mountain, go up to Menards, right? 
right menards go. kirkwood i think there's there's a few other ones around too I, I don't know how the heck they get them that big but that's awesome i think these guys have a contest these snow removal guys now to see if you get the <laughs> highest peak built in these parking lots <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much i appreciate it in the crosshairs with jd and clay you can catch it each and every week here on monday afternoons at 12 30 and of course their show uh wednesday evenings at uh six and seven uh on their uh, uh channel guns of the 701 all right guys thank you so much i appreciate your time look forward to your visit next week all right you bet keep you your bet. powder you, dry <laughs> yeah appreciate you Love it. keep your powder Thanks, dry Jay. not henry all right, my friends. Take care. Yeah, we'll buddy. catch up with you again. You bet.